0: Hey, Chosen Girl fam, I'm Liz, I'm Sarah, and welcome to season six of the Tell Me About It podcast. This season, we are so excited to bring you more chats about where real life meets the gospel of Jesus.
1: And stay tuned as this season,
0: we're bringing you even more special guests, plus a brand new mini series on Jesus, what he means to us, and the specific words he spoke while here on earth.
1: If you aren't caught up, feel free to subscribe and mention our first five seasons wherever you find your podcast.
0: And if this podcast has impacted you, we would be honored if you rated us within your podcast app of choice. Grab your Chick fil A nuggets with us, and And let's let's
1: get this party party started.
2: Welcome back,
1: Chosen Girl fam. We have brought you another guest two weeks in a row. Y'all are going to get spoiled. We have brought back the wonderful, the marvelous, the fabulous. Daphne Clark. If you remember, she was on our pod um, a couple seasons ago. We talked about where she was in her current life as a creative. Um, She's a wonderful and has a beautiful voice, wonderful singer and songwriter, and just an all-around amazing person to be around. We're so glad to have you back, Daphne. How are you? Welcome
2: back. Welcome, Daphne. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so looking forward to this. There's so much going on this week, and I'm like, ah, Wednesday night, this is coming. I'm so excited and just looking forward to connecting and just sharing what's going on in life these days.
1: So how is, how is life? How, how has it been? I mean, it's been a couple of years. I think last time we met, it was also during the pandemic. We are kind of in a different season of the pandemic right now. Um, but I feel like all of our lives have shifted or changed in some way. Where are you?
2: Yeah, so I think it's, like, that transition from, like, lockdown pandemic to now things are kind of opened up, you're kind of getting back to things you were doing before, so a lot of traveling, a lot of, like, in-person church services, Um, and so I think it's kind of been like a, hey, it's not like it used to be, and so I feel like, you know, going from being isolated into yourself, and I'm an introvert, so I... I wasn't too mad about it, but of course, I miss being social, but I wasn't too mad about it, but being, like, just thrown back into, you know, still working from home, but, like, going to church, Bible study, hanging out with friends, it was kind of just, like, an overload, Um, and then it got to the point where it's, like, I went away to do a long trip, and when I was coming back, again, something still didn't feel right, and I feel like God is kind of asked me to take a sabbatical from life. If that makes sense. Yes. Um, not work and stuff. I'm still working, but honestly, I think it's probably been the longest time I've gone without leading worship. I haven't led worship in probably about six months wow. and it wasn't on purpose. I just think it's what God wanted me to do. Um, and he kind of just laid things out so that it kind of ended up that way. Um, and then when I had the opportunity to jump back into it, it still just didn't feel right. And I'm like, okay, God wants me to pay attention to something. Like, we're going into another season. So, kind of just been listening and learning what that looks like. Amen. I
0: love the term that you use, sabbatical from life. And, girl, you know, we, we already talked about this before we pressed record, y'all. But we, whenever we have a guest on, we kind of have a general idea of what we're going to talk about. And, and we honest to goodness say every time we just let the Lord lead us wherever the conversation needs to go. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if I remember so distinctly the last time we had you on the show, the conversation just so naturally went to mental health. Mm -hmm. And, and honestly, Daphne and I told Annie this last week, um, you and Annie and our friend, Bethany Harrison have probably the most listens out of any of our guests. And I think Mm -hmm. that it's because you're so real and raw with just what God is doing in your life right now so can you explain uh, and I just want to hear more about this and I'm sure our listeners would too sabbatical what does that term mean to you and why is that important
2: yeah so I'm not 100% sure but I'm guessing it's derived from sabbath (laughs) just guessing if someone sure it makes one reach out if we're wrong about that but (laughs) I kind of think of just like taking a break from just everyday work. But for sabbatical, for me, it doesn't mean nothing. It kind of means like redirecting your energy. So, wow. you know, I know a lot of people talk about sabbatical from like work, but of course I still work. I still call it sabbatical from life because like I work really hard to not, um, to not, you know, view work as life. Like work is a part of my life, but it's not life. Life for me is the things I really enjoy, which is worship leading and, you know, and singing and performing. So um, I guess my time away from it made me realize how lonely I was without it and how um, disconnected I was. So I think, you know, I've been leading worship for probably like 16 years now and i think i kind of got into this mindset that my identity was as a worship leader not as daphne not as someone who has feelings and you know things that she goes through on a day to day basis but you know serving in church it can it's so rewarding and you love it but it can be so hard when you do it for so long and you kind of equivocate people's Um, satisfaction or love to your talent and not who you are as a person. And so that's been something I've been coming to terms with. And it's not anyone's fault. It's just that I've been connecting to people through my gifts and not through being vulnerable. Wow. That's so
1: good. That's so good. And I think in today's culture, I think that's really easy for us to equivocate the two together. You know, like our gifts or our skills or our job. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I found myself many times. You know, oh, you know who? Oh, what's your name? What do you do? And mm-hmm. that's oftentimes how we associate, even you know, make those connections with other people. Versus sometimes I started shifting. You know, uh, the question I'd ask is like, oh, like who are you? Or like who mm-hmm. do you want to be when I'm talking to a young person? Not just what do you want to do? Um, yeah. I love that you brought that up. And I'm and I'm curious as you know. You had that moment with God of you might, you need to take a step back from the thing that, you know, we've been resting in or like, it's a gift from the Lord and it's a safe place. It's a great place to be. Mm -hmm. What was your gut reaction when the Lord said, I need you to slow down?
2: Honestly, it was normally when I go like a few weeks without leading worship, I like miss it. Like, I'm like, I don't feel normal. And I feel like a big part of my life is just not being fulfilled. But over these past few months, it's not like I didn't miss it, but I didn't need it, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is different. I'm like, okay, so then who am I if I'm not leading worship? You know, like who do people see me as? Do they even see me? Do they recognize me? Do they remember me if I'm not around, you know, leading worship? And that's where it kind of had me go you know, the intrap- introspective thinking, and it's like, well, if you're only presenting yourself or sharing yourself as a worship leader, they're probably not going to know you as Daphne, as someone who's probably having these struggles or stressing out over these different things, and it really, you know, just hit me because, so, you know, I'm a part of my local, um, and I actually was able to connect with um, Pastor Jared and McKenna before I left, and I sat down with them, And I was so happy they reached out to me because lately I've kind of just been to myself and isolated. So if you didn't reach out to me, you probably weren't going to hear from me because I was trying to figure out what was going on. But they reached out to me and they're like, we would love to see you. So I, I came by for house church and then we sat down and I kind of just like poured out my heart and I just started bawling. And they were like, you know what, definitely we've known you for like four years now. And this is the first time we've had like a vulnerable conversation with you. It's the first time you've shared how you felt, you know, about your journey. And it's the first time we've seen you cry when, you know, if you're not leading worship, I feel like I've gotten good at being vulnerable leading worship or on a stage, but in conversation and just letting people into my life, I only do that for like a handful of people and like Liz, you're one of them. And I still don't tell you everything. So it's like, it's a, it's, a skill that I want to develop, and I think that I need to develop in order to go back to leading people in worship um, with authenticity and true vulnerability. Girl, you're speaking to my, and you know, I try
0: not to live by my Enneagram type, but if it helps you know a little bit about me, I'm a three, so achievement is really... Grooved into a lot of what I want to claim as my identity. Yep. And so, just hearing you say that about you are more than what you do, and more than what you achieve, is so liberating. And I can see where that would kind of shed an excess layer of skin, peel peel yourself back like an onion, a little bit, mm-hmm. so that you can be vulnerable. So, I just find that so interesting that that the letting go was what led you to that, um, and I commend you so much for that. I have so many questions in my mind because I'm needing to channel that part of myself. Um, but can I ask you what has been the hardest part? Of that and then kind of a two-parter question what has been the most rewarding part of that
2: yeah so I'm a two-wing three so I think the hardest part was not making myself available for leading worship you know and not being there I felt like I was letting my church down for a bit although of course they didn't say anything like that they don't come across like that but me as a two I'm like that's me I'm the worship leader I love doing it you know I love I just love leading people. And so I had to work through letting people down and not being there. Um, But once I worked through that, which was the hardest part, I think my biggest achievement has been being comfortable with not being in a position that I've been in for so long. Mm. And so it's like taking a step back and looking at the different parts of my life. And then also asking God like you know what's on my heart and I know that you want what's on my heart we have the same heart I'm trying my best to stay in tune with the spirit um and so I look at each part of my life and I'm like what have I been afraid to ask for Mm. because am I being vulnerable with myself am I being vulnerable with God you know um I've grown up and had some disappointments I've you know I won't go into everything, but, you know, I have the therapy background, but I know where this stems from, like my childhood. Um, But it's like, okay, what am I afraid to ask God for? What am I afraid to just be open and say, hey, I want this instead of not asking in fear of being disappointed. Mm. Um, And so it's been, I think the biggest achievement was Actually, like I think I told you guys before we got on, I just finished the interview process for a new job. I was like, "No, I'm very comfortable at my job. Everything's good here. I'll just keep riding the wave." But like the last six months, I've had recruiters reach out like several times a month, and I'm like, "Okay, God, let me just see what's out there. Obviously, there's something going on here." And I finally took a call with a recruiter, and the job just seems just the right fit for me. The company has everything. On my dream list for a job right now in my life, something that I was afraid to ask for because I'm like I'm in a comfortable space, I don't want to push the push the the envelope too much, but then I'm like, uh, that's God. I'm like we should be pushing the envelope and asking him for what we want. Um, and then also, you know, I just came off of trying to buy a house, which is kind of crazy right now, but I got really close to closing on a home. Um, and then after doing the walkthrough, I was like, this, just doesn't feel right. I feel like God wants something better for me. And so I remember going back home and I was like, "Ah." let me call my realtor who's amazing. And he's also a friend. And I was like, I'm not going to move forward. And I remember just telling God, God, I want to be able to afford the house that I envision for myself. I want to be able to afford a nice house. I know I'm single. I know I have to make X amount of money, but I just want to be able to afford a nice, decent house. And two months later, I'm maybe getting a job that will allow me to get the dream house that I want to get. And so I almost forgot that I asked God for that because it was just like passive. (laughs) Excuse me. It was just like really passive. Um, But I know God wants me to be bolder when I ask him for things. And that's what I'm learning. And that's what I'm trying to be more confident in doing. Girl.
1: That's so good. I, you know, this. I think I've, I think I've said, shared this story once before on the pod. But um, um, whenever you said that, it reminded me of something. Uh, a challenge my dad gave our church um, years ago, and it was, you know, just live your full day for God. Um, everything that you feel like, you know, he, the Holy Spirit's like, you know, um, calling you to do, do it, and only two people out of our church took up the challenge. Mm -hmm. And they said they had the very best day. And he said, would you do it again? And they said, no, out of fear of being disappointed. Mm -hmm. And I share Mm -hmm. that, that sometimes I too find myself in a space of not asking for God's best for me out of fear that I will be disappointed because Mm -hmm. it's so hard to let go of that control. And You know, no one likes to end up empty-handed. I have no idea where or why I even think I'll be disappointed. Not once in my entire life have I ever been disappointed by anything that the Lord has blessed me with. And even the things that weren't pleasant, um, how much nearer he has been. And that has made up all the difference in what, you know, what I I had hoped for, even in those dark moments. But um, so I'm so thankful that you shared that do you have any, you know, as you're walking through this, you're like in real time. Um, Mm -hmm. What are some things that you do to help encourage yourself to continue to be bold in your, in your prayers and in your walk with Christ?
2: Yeah. So honestly, more practical, I, I'm getting ready for this big trip on Friday. I'm going to Costa Rica. I'll be there for a month. Um, And it's just one of those things where I'm like, I'm doing it because I want to be brave. I want to be bold. And I just want to just go for it and see, you know, what I can learn and see how God meets me there. So, another thing is just reminding myself um, that I am going through a journey each day and reminding myself of the goals that I'm setting for myself. So, on the end of this, I want to be more confident in my identity in Christ and in myself regardless of my talents, regardless of what I can do. Um, And also it's a reminder, you know, when I doubt God or I don't ask for something or believe that he can, you know, provide what I pray for, I have to remember that that's rooted in the disappointment that I've experienced from people, not from God, but from people. Mm -hmm. And that can be really hard. um, Because for me personally, like growing up, I kind of operated in a way to avoid disappointment because of, you know, my relationship with my biological father who didn't want to be around. Um, there were times growing up where I begged him to be a part of my life and he didn't want to. And, you know, it got to a point where I was like, I'm just not gonna ask anymore because I don't want to be disappointed. I think that's bled into a lot of my relationships with people and my relationship with God. So it's always helpful to kind of think back on maybe what was the start of it. And that way it's like a reminder, hey, God is not my dad, not my friend, not my mom. Like he's he's God. And so Amen. it's a different set of expectations, but it's hard to kind of break from that. So you just have to constantly remind yourself like who God is and remind myself that you know I am a child of God. I'm anointed. I'm the light of the world. I'm loved. I'm free from darkness. I am filled with the fruit of the spirit um, and just repeating those affirmations on a daily basis.
0: Amen, girl. Yeah. That, that's something that, you know, we were talking about kind of hot, hot button words that are thrown around a lot lately, like affirmations and even the word, you know, being intentional. And uh, we were talking about vulnerability earlier, but when you look at principles that are in the word of God, Mm -hmm. it's not just a cool trend that works like, Oh, I've got to do my affirmations. It's the word. It's who you are. It's what it's a promise of God. And I think that we often forget or feel like maybe our problems are too small for God or the, even I know, uh, you said you're a two. So, and I also feel like there's a little part of all of us that feel like, Oh, am I bothering God? Like I should not bother God with this. Like, Oh, I'm just buying a house or I'm just, I'm just going to lead worship two more months. It's no big deal. Like, I feel like I'm not supposed to, but all of these little things mean something to God And I don't mean that to, to add pressure to our decisions. I mean that to, to add the emphasis of what a loving God we do serve, that he does care about the details of our life. So something that you've touched on just a little bit during this, this talk. And then of course, before we started recording was being vulnerable and I would love to get your take on vulnerability
2: and also your latest experience with vulnerability. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's just truth, you know, like being true to who you are, but then taking it another step and sharing your truth Interesting. Um, yes. and doing it without fear of judgment. Um, fear of you know being cast aside and you know typically when we do have those fears like they're we we create them you know typically no one in my circle is going to judge me or make me feel bad for sharing that but the fears that i have are created within me so it just starts with admitting how you feel and then just sharing it you know when you're not able to share who you are that's where you really do become lonely and you can be the most social person in the world you know you can be doing everything with everyone um but if you don't share like how you're feeling and if you kind of mold your expressions or your communication based on you know making sure people are feeling good first before being your true self if that makes sense um it it gets it gets um it can be painful like when you are going through those difficult moments because it's like when you're feeling down your first instinct isn't to you know discover okay what's going on or why am I feeling down the first instinct is okay well, I don't want to make this person feel this way, or I don't want to let this person down. So I just need to bottle it up or figure it out later on. So I think another thing I'm learning is prioritizing myself, which I've never really done in my life. Like, what space do I need? What salary do I need? You know, what, what love do I need from others? Um, And then what love do I need to give myself? What attention do I need to give myself so that I can, you know, be the best Daphne that I can be so I can also be there for others because that's just who I am. Like, I'm always going to be a servant. I just want to be there for people, but I can't continue to do that um, while sacrificing, like, tending to myself and my own needs. Mm. Amen to all of that. And
0: I feel like sometimes I think the enemy would love to have his way with telling us otherwise, that mm-hmm. taking care of ourselves mm-hmm. is in fact selfish. So, what advice would you say to the girl who,
2: who is feeling that attack on her heart? Yeah. Um, honestly, I mean, it goes back to the Sabbath. I mean, even God rested you know? Um, And it's just one of those things where um, you can just give and give and give. And I know a lot of pastors like to use the, what is it, the water jug analogy where it's like you're full and then you're just constantly pouring out into other little bottles. You sit the glass down, but you're not being poured back into. So you go to pour out more and then you just got drops just kind of coming out of you and eventually there's nothing else to really give of substance you know and so i kind of just imagine myself as that little jug and i'm like okay i need to have better self-awareness to know when i'm all poured out and what i need to be poured back into and then i need to decide you know what do i need to be fulfilled or filled back up so how does my time with God looks like? Is it reading my Bible? Is it taking a walk? Is it meditating? Um, just, just know that you can't give what you don't have, and so that leads to burnout. That leads to resentment. It can just turn the wrong way very quickly. But God wants us to also enjoy our lives to the fullest. And yes. That may include serving, but also like if it's getting to a point where you're just exhausted and you don't enjoy pouring out anymore, then that's probably a sign that you need to find your Sabbath and get filled back up.
1: I love that you just gave so many examples of what that Sabbath can look like and that it's not just taking a break or stopping what you're currently doing, like you've mentioned, like life is still going on, but Mm -hmm. it's okay to, to still take a break or what sometimes we like to call a brain break, even, you know, take a step back, take a breath, take a walk, you know, introduce new habits into your, your daily routine, you know, Mm -hmm. find that quiet time with God, um, that it doesn't all have to look the same. And I think sometimes that can be really intimidating And everyone here knows that I'm also a a two wing three. And Mm -hmm. so I'm very much so the give, 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 give servant that um, is ready to mold into Mm -hmm. whatever situation. And it can be really exhausting. And I think during everyone at some point in their life finds themselves in that space of, wow, I am really tired right now. God, like, what is this? What? And, you know, having the courage to ask God, what does rest right now? I don't even know what rest looks like. God help me find rest. Um, but whenever you say that prayer, you also have to be ready to be obedient with the response that God has for you. And Mm -hmm. that can sometimes be hard. And I just commend you and I admire you so much for, you know, something for 16 years, you've been leading worship and God said, I need you to take a break and you were obedient. And I know that he will honor your obedience. And that is just such a beautiful moment and an encouragement to all of us. to, to, like I said, like you said, be bold, not just in the prayers of the things that we want, but asking God for the things that will draw us closer to him and then Mm -hmm. be following through with our obedience. That's, thank you for just being such an example.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's not easy because at first I don't listen. I never listened the first time, but (laughs) (laughs) when I don't listen, it's like, I feel off. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, God does something in my heart where it's like, I need to pay attention to something. Like, "Mm, I'm chasing after this one thing, but things aren't falling into place. Or maybe, you know, I am getting what I'm chasing after, but it doesn't feel right. So then that's where I'm like, okay, let me take a step back. I'm not listening here. Um, And then I listen and he's like, yeah, stop looking for a house. Go spend a month in Costa Rica. And I'm like, that makes no sense. But you know what, we're going to do it anyway. Um, and just look forward to the time to, you know, not have TV, not have a whole lot of responsibilities and just to connect and meditate and read. And I just think he, he is not getting the time with me that he deserves. Mm. And so, you know, God wants our attention. He, he wants us. Um, and it's like, When we kind of get caught up in work and relationships and our talents and our gifts and making short-term and long-term goals, um, God's like, hey, what about just sitting with me and spending some time with me? And I know I'm not the best at that. And so sometimes, you know, when God does speak to me and he wants my attention, it is in a big way like this. And I'm like, okay let's do it um, i I'm, like, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm like, you're right, God. I have not been connecting to you the way I should be, or like I used to, so I'm looking forward to it and right. as you should, girl, like I'm so excited for
0: you, and I think it's Liz, you'll know what I mean by how ironic this is, but it's amazing that our last two conversations we've had um you'll have to listen to. Do you know Annie Moss? Daphne we need to we need to link these friends together mm-hmm. yes we do that's something that Liz does extremely well is friend linking so <laughs> so I commend you for that Liz but something that has come up the past two conversations is hearing from God and that's so important but it also intimidates a lot of people or it may shame a lot of people they may think oh I, I've never heard from God in that way, or I'm not sure what you mean by that. Especially, Mm -hmm. you know, we have people from all walks and levels of Christianity here. So Daphne, how do you mind me asking, how would you describe your relationship with
2: listening and hearing from God? Yeah. So I feel like, of course, it's different for everyone. I'm a very emotional person and I feel like I'm really in tune with how I feel, although I may not share it. So I think God communicates with me through my feelings. Like I can feel it. I don't necessarily hear a voice um, or hear the wind. I, I just feel it in my heart. Um, and also I see it in in what I'm doing. Like if I'm, you know, going after something, and you know I I know that I'm favored. So when my goals are aligned with God, like everything falls into place. When I feel like I am running up. Mount Everest I'm like okay maybe things aren't falling into place I need to take a step back and see if there's something I'm missing here see if there's something else God wants me to do or focus on so I really just wouldn't get you know too tied to like hearing his voice although I know some people do hear his voice and there have been a few times where I've heard his voice but again like he knows who you are. He knows how you're wired, and so I feel like God communicates with you in a unique way to who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so you shouldn't be even have to try. Just be. I think your heart just has to be open, um, and also you have to be willing to kind of go when you feel that gut feeling. Because I know, you know, especially women, you know, we have those intuitions. Like I think they're godly. So when you feel when something's off, like trust it, you know, Amen. trust your feelings. Yeah.
1: That's so good. I, I'm very curious, Sarah, how do you hear God?
0: You know, I love that this whole time that Daphne has said, you know, like with the house walk through and everything like that, like something just does not feel right. And I know that sometimes emotions can deceive us, but there is a time when when you are linked up with God and you are having just time with him and you get familiar with how the Holy Spirit feels in your life. And I know that that may seem weird to some people, but, you know, our relationship with God, it all started with conviction of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, mm-hmm. like. Something in your heart has been placed there that could not have been conceived by you. And that is how I know, okay, that was God and not me. Because mm-hmm. I think that we can all think back to the beginnings of when we felt God start to just push on our heart, like, hey, I'm here. I want to be a part of your life. I love you. You there, I have so much more for you. And I remember even feeling that as a little girl and uh, I think you either lean in or you lean out, and I do think that there have been times in my life where I have leaned out, of course not strayed from my belief, but, but definitely strayed from having, like Daphne said, an open heart, and almost every time I lean in intentionally, and I ask God just wholeheartedly and of a genuine heart as well. I've never been disappointed from, uh, how I feel that I'm hearing from him. And I've never had, uh, Daphne's experience of actually physically audibly hearing God, but it's more of a knowing in my heart that that's, that's my Lord. That's my savior leading me because there are times in your life where I'm like, I know that strength was not for me because <laughs> I was not that strong. And I know that wisdom was not for me because I'm not that wise. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> exactly. that is the Lord. And I'm like, I could not have come up with this idea or this answer or, you know, X, Y, or Z. And I'm like, that's the Lord. So basically my, my number one answer to take the long way around Liz is, uh, when I, when it wasn't me, and I just know it in my heart, and Mm -hmm. and I know that to a lot of people who, who want to maybe get legalistic, or even scientific, Mm -hmm. I can't really back that up with physical evidence, but that's also the definition of faith, and, um and, and that's what I'm sticking with, so.
1: (laughs) That's good. What about you, girl? Let's just, let's just round robin here. Come on, um, well, you know, it's, it's very similar to how you feel. It's, um, it's, it's never a, and I don't hear necessarily hear God as an audible voice, but it's like, in my mind, it sounds, it's not my voice mm-hmm. and I recognize it. And yeah. then if it's not that like an audible, like here's a phrase or something, it's like a, it's a gut feeling that usually, and, and I feel like for me, typically that gut feeling most of the time comes when it's something good and it's like a voice when it's something that's just like, be mindful of X, Y, and Z. Um, that's just like my own personal experience, but I've come to the point where there's nothing too, too little that the Lord won't speak or the Holy Spirit won't speak to you about. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the first experience I had where it was one of those, like this, you know, there's something, um, this sounds really crazy. Uh, just so I'm going off on from a little tangent. When I was about eight years old, we were going to my grandmother's house for Easter. And the day before we left for our trip, I just kind of had this weird feeling. It was like, man, I was like, dad, should we take our brother's car? Should we take Cleo's car? And he's like, no, why would we take Cleo's car? We're taking the truck. And I was like, okay. The next day comes, we're loading up the car. I was like getting ready, taking out the first bag. I was like, are we taking Cleo's car? And he goes, no, we're taking the truck we go on that trip and our truck catches on fire <gasps> while we're driving it oh, wow. and like is burning from the inside out while we're going down the road have no clue. We stop at a rest area and then someone in, inside the bathroom was like, someone's car is on fire. And we're like, oh no, someone's car is on fire. They're like, our car is on fire. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like, that was like just such a strange moment for me. And I was like, oh, okay. That was very, like, very intentional. There was something there. That mm-hmm. was the first time I can remember, you know, recognizing a gut feeling that, hey, something is up here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. And then ever since then, you know, we all hear the Lord in, in different ways, but I'm, I don't always listen. I'm still learning my lesson, mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm, girl, you know, but the, every time that I have listened to that gut feeling, I have not regretted it. And yes, there are times when I don't even see the result. Like I do what I feel like I needed to do and nothing necessarily happened or like I didn't see anything happen, but that doesn't mean that it was in vain. And so um, I just encourage our listeners that, you know, as you, as you dive into the word and, and build your and strengthen your relationship with the Lord and the Holy Spirit, that whenever you are obedient and you just, because you don't see a reaction doesn't mean that there was no purpose or that you actually didn't hear from the Lord. Not everything is for our benefit solely. And so I think about just like Daphne with your example of, you know, taking a step back from worship and how, um, it's not just about you, but also thinking about how you're pouring into other people because Mm -hmm. you're allowing the Lord to refill you is, that that's what it's all about here is is pointing people more people back to christ and so the closer we can get aligned with him letting him fill our cups our pitchers, you know or what sometimes you're just a saucer yeah. and you can't even hold <laughs> much but letting the lord fill you so that you can do what he's called you to um is, is the most important thing so yeah,
2: that's a, that was a whole part. that the whole idea of like removing something will actually be replaced Mm. you know it's something better when it comes to God and it's like God. I think that's why and you know it's just an assumption but I know some people um, they have a hard time meditating and it's because you know you're removing sound you're removing noise but really you're removing distraction Yes, and some people can't handle the silence because they don't want to sit in that silence like sitting in silence does not equal sitting in nothingness like there's a lot going on there especially when you're in the presence of God and it can even bring up some uncomfortable feelings or even memories you know and so it's just you know it's just amazing that you can kind of take away to just be replaced with something even greater and so it's like I can I'm okay with the sacrifice now because god's just going to reward you later once you you know just be willing and obedient to listen and just do what he wants you to do right now um it feels uncomfortable yeah i'm definitely in an uncomfortable spot right now (laughs) um because i thought i'd be like moving into a house and settling in um And I may be changing jobs and, you know, I'm not singing, I'm not leading worship. It's very uncomfortable. It's an unusual spot for me. But I'm just trusting and believing that it's not going to be in vain and that um, what I'm praying for will be given to me, you know? So it's just, you know, sometimes where when you're in life and you're going through the motions, if you feel like God wants you to let go of something or step back from something it most likely won't be permanent mm-hmm. but even if it is like he's going to replace it with something even greater and it may even be a dream that you thought was too big you know that you've been afraid to even ask for and yeah. so just like pray that. for that courage pray for the boldness like that's what I'm praying for over this next month just to be more bold in who I am And what I ask for God, and also just the courage to kind of just step out of what I can do and what I'm capable of, and really step into what God is capable of, which is everything. And so I want to live a life like that because if I do, then like I can do anything, like get out the way, like whatever God calls me to do, whatever He wants me to do. It may look crazy, it may sound crazy, but like I want to just be able to live boldly. And abundantly in God girl yes mm-hmm. give me all of that
0: I I admire you so much for being obedient and I know that it's not easy so I say that not in a pretty way I say that in a true I admire my friend Daphne stepping mm-hmm. out and in such a brave way because it is scary um My husband, Hunter, and I have uh, something that that we say a lot, and it's much easier said than practiced, and it's open hands. And when your hands are open, they're open to let go, but they're also open to receive. Mm -hmm. And and it is so true that what we receive, I mean, I believe that our God is a God of multiplication, and his works are going to be so much greater than my own. Mm Mm-hmm he's going to use what I have to offer. If I can just open my hand and offer it to him. Uh, I can't help but to think of my sisters and this is my last question. So Liz, I don't know if you've got anything else, but, but, uh, I, I can't help to think of my sisters who are people pleasers or recovering people pleasers, as I like to say. <laughs> so, uh, sometimes, you know, I, I get on fire from God and I'm one of those girls. I'm a recovering people pleaser, RPP. And, uh, and uh, I get on fire for the Lord when I think about, man, God, you are just, there's so much hope that we have in the future when we can let go. I know this is like the most cliche ever, but it's true when we let go and let God. And then you you kind of open your eyes and you're back in the real world and there are physical people in front of you that like you said, could be let down by your decision or maybe even just disagree or, you know, I I know that, um, there's, there's a lot of thoughts even about self-care and preserving yourself, even within the Christian family. So, Mm -hmm what advice would you give to the girl who, who has the heart that you're talking about, but maybe facing the outward things that make her
2: people pleaser want to emerge again? <laughs> yeah, it's hard because, you know, I think there's a difference. So I don't think all people pleasers are people pleasers. I think a lot of them are actual, just serious mm-hmm. So. It's not like you're wanting to please people, like that's not the motivation. It's because you're putting yourselves in their shoes and you feel like you can add, you can impact their lives in a good way or add joy or love to their lives because you feel like they're missing it. At least that's my point of view as an empath. It's because I just connect with people on a very emotional level um but I've learned when I want to do something to please people because I know to make them feel good I have to remind myself like God is the number one people pleaser mm-hmm. like it's he didn't put me on this earth to be everything to everybody because number one that's impossible and number two that's him. like that's God's job not my job so I've kind of had to And it's not being selfish or thinking about myself, but you kind of have to think of, okay, what is your intention behind pleasing other people? Right. Is it because you feel good for making other people feel good or it's because God called you to do that for that person? And so that's where I've kind of been taking a step back and that's where it's kind of gotten into worship leading too. Like I know I'm called to be a worship leader, but it got to the point where it's like, it's my job to lead people into worship and help people connect to God. And it's like, no, that's not my job. I have a gift to kind of be the conduit for it. But like, that's God's job. So I don't need to do it all the time. I want to do it all the time. Um, And I enjoy doing it. But again, I want to get to the point where I'm more intentional with my worship leading. And I'm not doing it because I know other people like it. Mm, that is so good Daphne Mm -hmm.
0: it's almost like we just try to cling on to the control that is not meant to be ours Mm -hmm. we can't control other people's emotions we can't even control what God intends to do like you said with the whole worship leading uh scenario but uh
2: we we really want to don't we (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep we really want to but it's like and that's okay. Like, if it makes you feel good to give and serve, that's, that's a godly thing. Like, it makes us feel good to give a piece of ourselves away. But when we make it our job to do it, like, that's our job as a human being to do that above all else and above taking care of ourselves and making sure we're connecting with God and listening to him that's where it gets to that point where you feel burnt out or you feel isolated, or maybe you have some worship leaders who are like, maybe I'm not doing this for the right reason. So whatever gift you are sharing with the world, it's, you know, I want to get to a point where I'm being called to lead worship here or lead worship there. And I'm not seeking opportunities to do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I want, I want to be more intentional because I know there's other ways I can impact the world, impact people around me besides worship leading and that's why I'm working on being more vulnerable because I feel like I can help other people if I'm more vulnerable I can help myself if I'm more vulnerable and I strengthen my relationships and I have more relationships and I allow people to walk alongside me I I can probably make even bigger impacts that way um, instead of always leading worship. Man, and
0: and that obedience piece, it's, Mm -hmm. it's all about trusting God because he knows
2: Mm
0: -hmm. the the lane that you're supposed to lead in so much better than we do. Mm -hmm. Amen to that, sis. That is, that is so helpful.
1: Girl, I just have one more question before, I know we're about out of time. If you had to use one word to sum up the season that you're currently in, what word would you use?
2: It would be discovery.
1: Mm.
2: yeah i'm really trying to discover who i am as a person um if god forbid i wasn't able to sing anymore if my voice was taken away today where would i get my joy from mm. and right now i can't truthfully answer that so i want to discover who i am without my gifts doesn't mean that i want god to take it away but I feel like once I discover who I am and who my identity is in Christ, it will make me 10 times better at anything I choose to do.
1: Oh man. Thanks so much, Daph. That that is a word that somebody out there, including myself, needed to hear.
2: Amen.
0: Um,
1: Same. So I'm we are so thankful. Um I know we didn't get around to asking you about where your music right now and what you're working on. Um, but you know, after you tell us a little bit about where to find your music and things, can you tell us also where to find you on
2: socials? Yeah. So, right now, taking a break from all music, I do have everything written for my EP and I was going to start working on it this summer, but I'm holding off on that until it's all right. Girl. But I'm um, still on Spotify, Apple Music, Daphne Michelle, and Instagram, Daphne Michelle Music. Um, follow along. You won't see too much music in the next few months, but you'll see a lot of travels, a lot of different things that I'm experiencing around the world, and um, I am eager to get back to leading worship, eager to put this music out, but again, I just want to be obedient, and I'm just looking forward to what I'm going to discover during this time.
0: Girl, I'm excited for you. Let me just t- I'm so excited just for all that God's doing, but also to see where your obedience is leading you as well, because I know that God is faithful in that. So that, that, that just fills me with excitement for you. And of course, you hold a dear place in our heart just for being personal friends, friends of the podcast. And also, I have such fond memories of our worship night with you. That was just such a great night. And I'm going to call that our first worship night because I'm just claiming that there will be more worship nights. We we're kind of hijacked by the year 2020 and, and, you know, really 2021 too. We were still a little afraid then, but uh, we're just going to claim that, that more events are going to happen for Chosen Girl for sure. But, but we appreciate you and so excited for what God is doing and I hope that you have safe travels and that, your sabbatical from life, just, I know that it's going to produce so much fruit, even in rest yeah. for you.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's always just a joy to see you ladies and speak with you ladies and always feel like I'm at a very like crucial part of my life when I speak to you guys. So I'm just excited for what's going to come out of this season.
1: Well, thank you for your vulnerability and sharing and being willing to come back and and uh, just chat with us for a little while. We love you so much and so thankful for you.
0: Oh, I love you ladies too. Thank you. you. Yes, and, and guys, thank y'all so much for listening. We uh, make sure you follow Daphne on Spotify and of course on socials. And our last episode of season six is uh, next week. What? So... We'll see you back here for Tell Me About It Tuesday, Season 6 finale next week. Bye, guys. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on
1: Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources.
0: And meet us back here next Tuesday.